0: Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the
1: most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerged triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how.
0: If We're alive, we're alive. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable Radio and TV. It's Thursday, October the 15th, and we are live. I'd like to welcome you to Mission Unstoppable. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I hope that we can put some sunshine into your day today. It's a little bit rainy where I am. Um, have you lived for years with chronic weight issues and chronic pain addiction, sabotaging behaviors that you've tried to get help for from everything and everyone to no avail? Yeah, Uh, it could be that you're suffering from the effects of trauma that is running on a non-stop loop through your subconscious, guiding your behavior, consciously or not. My guest today is Dane Stevens, and he might have the key to ending all of your problems, and he calls it Neurotrauma Healing Process. And you can read all about it in his new book, Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, How to Permanently Heal Unwanted Behaviors, Chronic Conditions, and Addictions. Or you can stay tuned and stay close and hear it from Let's say the horse is not himself. I didn't mean to call you horse Dane. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. Um, a very interesting read. I a lot. I don't know. If, I don't talk about it a lot, but um, I am a hypnotherapist, and so I do know a little bit about a lot of modalities, including you know all, all the the woo woo ones. Um, it was a very interesting book. You like you talked about how you combine EFT and you combine this and you combine that, but really it's its own entity. And, and as a coach, I'm a coach. um, We talk about underlying automatic commitments and in a way it's a similar um, process. You have this, this commitment that you've made to yourself subconsciously that this is the behavior that you're going to act out on. Um, And you have found the way to find that thread and work it all the way back to talking to that, that, that little person inside that, wants to feel safe so let's get let's share your story how did you get here
1: okay so I had no intention of being a trauma specialist uh, these modalities were created at a sheer necessity when I went to a therapist who uh, tried to force the childhood trauma out of me and at that time I'll just kind of go from the beginning here sure <clears throat> at that time. I was doing quite well in my life. I was, you know, had a successful business and great employees and doing some traveling, making good money and so on, living in a place I wanted to live off the ocean and like that. Uh, Everything was right where I wanted to be except for my relationships. And because of that, it became such an obvious pattern that I would continually destroy and sabotage relationships and seek intimacy elsewhere. Continually, I just had to stop and say, hey, like what's going on here? There's something that's happening that uh, I'm... The common denominator. So uh, what's happening? And I would make me ask if I'd actually dealt with a childhood sexual abuse issue. Um, I can say, it cause it's just so common thing. Sure.
0: Common yeah. Uh,
1: so I went to check that out and see if I dealt with it, which I was, I didn't know if I had or not. I didn't, I hadn't clearly, but uh, so I went to some groups and the groups didn't quite resonate with me. And I did some different types of of uh, counseling, talk therapy, and gestalt, and even some EMDR, and so on, and nothing seemed to really get me anywhere, or, or, you know, get anything, touch anything, so I was then referred to a therapist slash healer, and it was somebody I had met in my travels in this, in this uh, field, and so I went to see her, and a number of sessions in, she asked me if I would like to go for a home run, and that sounds wonderful cheering crowd and, and arms in the air, but what that meant was she asked, she wondering if we, I wanted to try and force this trauma out of me, and I knew nothing of trauma at that time. Uh, I had a, still had a strong spiritual practice that time, you know, uh, meditating daily and exercise and, and so on, so I felt really grounded, and I, this wasn't even on the radar for being thrown off the rails kind but of thing. Before
0: you go to the home run, I just want to just back up just as to such. You had you didn't remember the sexual assault until you started thinking about.
1: Or I had about my that. yeah I had my awakening satori so in my early twenties, right. And that was 16 or 17 years after the the sexual abuse, which was. And that's this,
0: kind of common, isn't it? That it you is. just put it, yeah. didn't have. Well,
1: you know, I say I forgot about it, but you can't forget. No. It that. You blocked it out. We block it out because it's too overwhelming, too right. scary, bizarre, too outrageous. We don't know what to do with it. So, and I actually talk about that um, because the brain's MO is survival. So its job is to, you know, get that unwanted, scary stuff out of the way. So it, Right. It's and, and so
0: if you thought, oh, okay, now I remember. And yeah, that was horrible, but I'm just going to go on with my life. You think, guys, whatever thing. I, I just dealt with that. <laughs> I just dealt not Well, that. But you yeah,
1: didn't. but I, I literally forgot about it. And when I had my awakening in, in my early twenties, you know, I, I called a Satori cause I literally experienced the, the crystal, the life within me. But I also remember I was like, Oh yeah, it just came up. Mm-hmm. So even though I had an awakening and I had this amazing feeling inside of me, uh, I, I say my soul was still bleeding in that way, so it, it really brought everything up for review, and the things that were out of alignment with with that higher consciousness within me. So.
0: so, so you know, fast forward now, we we've gone through healers and different people, and you and you've met this this one woman. Is this the cranial sacral person? Well,
1: she, still, she did some cranial sacral. And she had me on a table, twisted in different positions. And,
0: yeah,
1: and I remember specifically the day that that cert broke and, and she said stuff was happened but I had no idea what that meant clearly and I, she had me in some twisted position on the table tell me to go there go there and I was so out of it that I literally couldn't tell which way was up I was just floating and when I got off the table I was scared for no apparent reason I had jittery platelets and I was just electric and I just assumed that would pass just something that happened some passing energy or what have you and it did not. Mm -hmm. This revving of my nervous system, it felt like I was plugged into an electrical outlet, and it was just too much, and I felt unstable, and this continued, and I kept seeing her with these feelings inside of me of instability, fear, anxiety, and the inside being the creator, the outside, my whole world started to crumble, and, uh, uh, within eighteen months, I was broke. I started to lost, lose contracts and clients, and I lost the sale of a business. And uh, she stopped seeing me because I ran out of money, but also I, I think because she didn't know what she did.
0: Right? Yeah. I, I mean, remember, that, that's unconscionable what she did. Really. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. went somewhere she didn't understand or know how to deal with, and yeah. then left you. To, yeah. You know.
1: I remember you ended up living in a
0: in a, in a, in a car, right? Like, well, you know, I ended up, you know,
1: I lost everything and I ended up living in my in my car when I had one on the beach.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, wow. you know,
1: I lost everything. So I took a job doing construction. I actually stayed in the houses I was working at when the crews left and got up early before they got there. And then came back. Yeah, it was, uh, I was in free fall. I was just trying to grab anything to hang on to. And, uh, you know, I do have to say though. Um, I, you can't force trauma. That's exactly the wrong thing to do. That's the biggest trauma I've ever had in my life is that trauma. But I have to clarify. And I have the next book coming out in 2021 called Unleash Your Genius. And the start of that book says, and now the truth, because I asked for that. And I know exactly where I went back and went, oh, and I unwittingly, unknowingly, but I asked for that. And, uh, like I go into that in, in my, in, in the second book, because, you know, we can't in the start, it's about, you get to take responsibility, but that's not about blame. Mm-hmm. So I created that. So I, I you know really didn't go there at all in the first book. It's about understanding that when you have a chronic condition or an addictive behavior, it's happening inside of you. It's looping in the nervous system. Therefore it's continually outpicturing itself as a negative unwanted behavior condition in your life what have you so um even though uh, you know i do not condone you do not force out trauma i do understand that i did ask for that so it kind of puts a different spin on things
0: well i think you know when you live with something for long enough and you just want it gone you just want it gone you know what yeah i'm a big boy big girl hey let's i i can handle lots of stuff let's do it let's get it done
1: in that we don't want the big quantum leaps we think we do because yeah. it takes a long time for us to back to, to recalibrate to get back into balance. Ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: so, <laughs> he wrote about
1: that's so yeah, so passionate about this work because it's safe and it's gentle. And if you you know, do the process fully, it works with certainty. So it's not about forcing it out, it's about inner compassionate connection. Creating right. that level of trust to well, Alan unfreeze, not trying to force it out, which is yeah, crazy.
0: So I found, I, you know, as as I went through the book, um, the process is is fairly simple but difficult. <laughs> simple yeah, and difficult, is like, I, is. yeah. Um, yeah. Is left brain right brain work? Um, I think the hardest part is probably the story. What's my story? Especially if you don't know what your story is, yeah. you know that you've got behaviors, and 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 uh, you know that manifest in chronic pain or weight or, or whatever, but you're not really sure wh- why.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. That, and that, that makes it, it kind of difficult. Yeah. yeah. In the start, um, I can't remember, the terminology used in coaching was...
0: Automatic, you know, underlying automatic commitment.
1: Yeah, and, and you don't even know the commitment you made. No. You just experienced no. the result of it.
0: Right. And
1: so that's the first thing is to recognize, okay, there's a pattern here, and I haven't been able to get a handle on a deal, it, change, change it, what have you. What's the common denominator? Me. It's happening inside of me. So recognizing that, but understand that it's happening inside of you. That's the big key because there's so many you know, ways that we learn about trauma, how to cope with it, how to, how to overcome it or a technique. Right. None of that is sustainable until you make, it's the connection. It's the relationship. That's the healing. And in that, yes, you're, you're going to start to follow and listen and learn to give this part yourself what it is that you need but it's the connection and a relationship. itself that's the healing. And Dr. John Bracha, who is, the, who I got the foundation of this work through is he talks about the wonder, the wounded child becomes a wonder child.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's exactly right. When you start to listen and pay attention and take this part out of that, that time that, it, that it's still stuck in back into this present moment where it's not happening anymore, you know, then all that energy is freed up and it, it brings you into a higher into higher consciousness
0: so in essence we're we're creating a relationship with the wounded party the wounded child within us and that child you know has probably zero respect for us um zero empathy for us because we have ignored it and and just left it to its own devices for so long that it's like well you're gonna have to work for this a little bit it's not just so easy to say oh forgive me oh okay it doesn't work like that (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, you know, it's, it depends Yeah. because I, I love working work with people who've done a lot of inner work because they know their stories and a lot of them feel like they've, they've dealt with it, but they still have the ongoing pattern or still have something. Right. something doesn't So in that, it just becomes clean-out work and it doesn't take that long. And I'm not saying this is a quick fix. Get, you know, Let's be clear on that. I'm not talking about a quick fix, but it doesn't take that long to make that connection. And sometimes you will find that child very angry. Yeah. And and part of this is understanding that child has a right to be angry, which is why most people are going to need a facilitator in the start. Um, For one, especially if you're
0: a tough love kind of person, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you can't show up for yourself, then that you need the facilitator to facilitate that for you. And also just just to to keep it safe because um, it doesn't you know always come out that that part is angry at you. Excuse me, but sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. And in that, you have to let that part. And that can be tough when you have a part that's inside of you and it's coming through you as angry. It's like, you know, I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. But that's the healing. And, And when we understand that this relationship that we have with the life inside of us is the foundation of all of our relationships and our relationship with life itself, then that's where the key to your life is. It's inside of you and in this relationship
0: so i wasn 't a hundred percent sure um, as I was reading you make do you make you have a relationship with this with this inner child, but as it grows, is it each stage
1: so that's where it, it's it's magical because it doesn't take that long, and two things happen in time of trauma first, time stops, and what I mean when I say that is That event keeps cycling in you at that time, at that age. We've all seen somebody who's gotten there, an adult who's gotten their buttons pushed, maybe a prominent adult, and all of a sudden they revert back and they're like acting like they're six years old, and maybe that's exactly right because they got reminded of something, whether it be sight, sound, whatever it is, and the synopsis fires in their brain, and they're right back there. So it's... um, in regards to, sorry, I need to re- hear the question. it was it,
0: there was there was a part in the book, and maybe it was at near the end where you're kind of signing off, but you're signing off with each age. Of, oh, a, of that. The,
1: yeah, so that's the first level. That's the stage, and that's what we call traction. You gain traction, and that is a consistently healthy and positive relationship with life within you. Um, when you have that, that's when you have traction and that's when we go and collect all the different developmental ages and stages of the children. So right. yeah. each developmental age and stage stands for something. When you're first born zero to 18 months, it's, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. I'm glad you're a girl or I'm glad you're a boy, you know, welcome to this world basically. And then from 18 months to three years, it's, you know, being able to go explore and come back and still know that you're, you're loved, you're safe. You can go and explore and you can come back and, you know. Mm-hmm. Your mom or dad is still there, and, and you're still loved. So it's the ability. So different developmental ages and stages, but you know we let the process guide us, and what comes up is what needs your loving attention. So we don't come in with an intention um, of what's going to happen or what we're going to do, or even what age we. Oh, okay,
0: uh, so you're not going to say, "Well, I was five years old when this happened," so that's who I'm dealing with as a five-year-old.
1: No, but if that's up, that's what will come up. Okay, okay. But no, um, for the most part, no, we don't uh, go in uh, because, and that's part of the safety. You know, we're not running it from here. We've thought, literally thought we've been running the show from here the whole time. That is just such, that's the minimal part as Young talks about the iceberg as being work. That's the 10%, the 90% is in here. So if you really want to find out about yourself, you know, you need to listen and pay attention and follow not try to push it and direct it the way you think it's going to be. And uh, that's really a big key is listen to yourself. And in the start, you'll be dealing with the wounded part. So uh, once again, you need to sort of stay in the high road and be able to show that compassion and create that level of trust that's required for it to unfreeze. But as that continues to unfold, what you will find is that you have great wisdom inside of you. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, if you had an abuse at six years old, you don't go through every age. You, you unfreeze that trauma and it it just that you have that energy back because it's not like the rest of your life got blocked out. It's just that one moment in time that keeps cycling within you. And that one moment of time, that tape that keeps running that might be saying, I can't, I'm not good enough. I can't, I'm not good enough, whatever that is that's what gets all pitched in your world. You keep sabotaging your success or whatever that will quite simply dissipate and you won't have that pattern anymore.
0: So, so can you have multiple traumas and have to go through each one? And
1: I can just about guarantee you, you,
0: know, <laughs> gonna... you have multiple traumas. And so
1: let, let me just qualify the word trauma. So when we say trauma, People tend to think of something, some big physical, emotional event uh, was in a plane crash or the experience of war or, you, know, you know, with a uh, natural disaster that you were caught in a tornado, some big natural, a big T trauma, you know, abuse where you knew that you got abused. You got, abused. Right. so big T trauma, we know we have trauma, but the little T trauma and something like neglect where nothing happens. So that can't be trauma. But in that, you know, if you're a child, especially, and most trauma comes from a child because we're just such sponges, we're soaking everything up. So if you have a little tea like that trauma where you're just not, you're not getting recognized, you come to a decision or a conclusion about yourself and you alter your natural, outpicturing your natural expression. Your natural expression is skewed about who and what you are. So uh, living with a high-functioning alcoholic, Yeah, especially once again, as a child, you might not even know you're on the receiving end of abuse, but alcoholism itself is a form of self-abuse. So, and that is being passed on. Sure. So, you know, those are two things where you might not even know, or having someone close to you pass that was, you know, maybe a grandmother who was really a safe place for you or something like that. And doesn't seem she could have died of just natural causes. But you could have that, that trauma, and, and there's just so many little T's like that, and those can be the tough ones because you don't identify with trauma and you don't think that you were traumatized or you don't know there's something looping in your nervous system
0: Wow, yeah I mean underlying automatic commitment you know can can manifest in in just you know you always you get upset and you eat a chocolate bar that's your go-to that you don't not connecting it, but that's what you know the self sue that attitude is that and and It was interesting because I did figure out one of my, one of my, the thread went back to a time when my mother, I wanted a puppy. And she said, you can't have a puppy until you lose nine pounds or something crazy like Mm -hmm. that. And so my whole life it was, Oh, I can't do that until I lose weight. Oh, I can't do that until I lose weight. And not that I was overweight at the time. It was just, that was, and I realized, why do I do that? And I realized it went back to, you can't have a puppy until you lose. And that was her control. That was her way of controlling. Right. Um, and so that was. What what is it? Why do I have to? Why do I have to lose weight every time? Well, because you're not good enough. Until- yeah, and as
1: children, we make such illogical decisions. We don't realize. And in that, when you do this work and go in, you have to have compassion because it makes no sense. Yeah. And and you know, an example is when we're growing up, who clothes us, who houses us, who feeds us, who nurtures and ultimately loves us, hopefully. And you know, that's our caregivers or our parents. So if our caregivers, our parents abuse us, especially between the age of like five and under, which is where our persona tends to get set, then, you know, we feel we can't blame them because they are literally our source. They're our version of God growing up. Right. So they can't be wrong or our whole world would implode. So it's not them. So it must be me. So we turn it on ourselves and make these decisions, these uh, conclusions about ourselves that I'm not lovable or I'm not good. Or, and that's like, that, that's toxic shame. And that covers everything we do. So, yeah. and I want to say on this too, that sounds really heavy and really horrible and it is, but it doesn't take as long as we think. And I don't mean to sell this as a quick fix, but it means, you know, we've been kind of taught that we got to go in and tell our story for three years and learn our story better. and We don't, but this
0: you is- did. You did. You work. You still do. Don't you still write every day? Or, or, oh yeah, sure, every day. And but I mean,
1: now it's empowerment, though. So it's you don't have to stay in healing. Um,
0: okay, but you stayed in touch. Doesn't doesn't that inner oh, child just kind of go eh? like go well become absorbed? Like in parts therapy, don't they just become absorbed into the adult you?
1: It's, it's yeah, and it's kind of cool because what we do when we collect the children, we have a symbolic inner child. But you become more childlike, not less. Okay. So, you know, it's not like you're, you know, I'm an adult now. Please don't do that. But, you know, that's not what will happen. We'll get yeah. more. Energy. And once again, I'm already getting into the second book where you go into the archetypes, different aspects of our being. We learn how to feed yourself. And, and you know, when so you it's a little your... bit
0: like shaman work, a little bit. You don't want to say, say that.
1: I'll let you. So, but, but, you know, why would I not, why would you not keep going? Because you will, you have amazing wisdom inside of you that you have no idea. And the only thing that is in the way of that wisdom, and it's always there anyway, but it's just these wounded parts that have a belief in separation from that higher consciousness from, we'll call your authentic self, who you really are. Right. And you have connection to that infinite intelligence. So why on earth would you stop connecting to that within you? Yeah.
0: Because your ego doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah, the ego does not like it. Um, and, and, you know, that can be hard too for, for some people. But, okay, so you said, you know, find somebody who can help you. You are training people to do this work, I'm assuming. Yes,
1: you need more people, to do it, especially men. You need more men. To facilitate. Okay,
0: process. men, call up. <laughs> Where can they call? <laughs> who, do, who, do they, who do they reach? What's your website? How do they reach you? Let's get
1: so, that out of the
0: way. Dane well, uh, a PH. I made that I'm mistake. Be... Sorry? I was just telling you it was a V and not a PH, but yes. I made that mistake. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh, Dane Stevens and an extraordinary That's an extraordinary life.ca. Go to those two websites and as far as being trained uh it's not just a matter of doing a number of of courses a number of hours and you're, you're a facilitator when you do your work and you become whole and, and it sounds like a bit of a um you know lofty statement to say when you become whole but you will know when you become whole. when you become when you create traction and have a consistently healthy and pause relationship, um, then we can start the conversation about training. So, and this work tends to pick those who, who get trained in it. But if this resonates with you at all, come check it out. i will just see how profound it is, and, and take and it. And
0: you're also looking for people who already are doing this kind of work. You know, the work in in helping psychology psychology worker. Uh, yeah, kinds yeah. of work that can add it to their to their toolbox.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's no question. Eventually, this will become mainstream. Uh, right now, it's in its in- infancy. Uh, uh, I'm the developer of it, so yeah, trying to get word out there and getting it to the people that need it, and, and getting enough people trained so we can handle the workload. Yeah.
0: So you know, if somebody wanted to start and they did need somebody, um, it, how, who, where can they go? Like, is it just you, or is there a few more people yeah. than you? So, or
1: go to uh, info at an info at an extraordinary life.ca and you can uh, also on the website you can see um and go to the services and products there and i actually have a webinar which i just did yesterday oh good for you to post today just for last thing and they can check it out and i'm going to do an interactive webinar on the october 28th so they can actually experience it Oh, nice. There's a special in this uh, webinar, so, you know, uh, 50% off. So uh, watch that webinar, and and you can get 50% off for the one on the 28th, and you can actually experience it and see if it's something that resonates with you. Um, If you want to jump in and and work with a facilitator, get a hold of us, and we'll set you up with a facilitator that will be a a fit for you.
0: So you said Um, that you don't have to work with them for very long, that they get you started, but the work is really you and you. Yeah, you with you, Well, right?
1: yeah, it, it's profound in that way. And in that way, it can seem maybe too strange in the start to do it on your own. But once you make the connection, it's, you know it's real. And that's what we want in the, in the first session. You will make the connection and, and know that it's, that it's real. And when we do this work, we work with people two to three times a week because you're dealing with the subconscious mind. Right. You work with people once a week, and it was like pulling teeth trying to convince and take the power away from that left mind that wants control and doesn't want you to change and doesn't want to know new stuff. So two to three times a week, uh, creates that momentum of trust. And, uh, that's, you know, a lot of the reasons why it is so successful too. Um, and, and in that we work with people, um, you know, tend to be in, in sessions of 12 and within twelve, they'll have a degree of you know significant degree of healing for most people, and have a full understanding of the work. So, have you ever to,
0: worked with anybody that that just didn't want to get healed, like the child just did not want to be found or healed or? You know? I
1: worked with. Uh, it's interesting because I've quit trying to figure out who's going to embrace the work and who isn't, because you just never know. And I worked with one lady, and you know we the the foundation the start is the the left right brain right with the writing. And uh, there was no answer coming from the writing for three sessions. We doodle every now and then, flower every now and then. Uh, so you knew it was there, but it wouldn't come out. And on the third session, finally, and it was—it was just that was a total. There was the level of trust was not there. So you build up the level of trust, and and really kudos for her for sticking with it because she did stick with it and ended up, you know, that it, it did come out. And uh, in the start, there's there's some and nothing will come out. And in that, that's when we say, are you all right? Because they might be right in a trauma right at that time. So, um, but to answer your question more directly, there's not a person this process couldn't help, but it's not for everybody. It's, you know, it's, you you have to have a, a degree of willingness and a degree of, you know, what I say awareness, but it's desire if you really want to. Um, as long as you're open, this work will show you how you're working and why you're getting what you're getting in your life, and maybe not not getting what you say you want. So,
0: so after after the connection has been made and you know they feel whole, the unwanted behaviors just stop. Done. Sure. So, I mean, like you do talk about the inner the inner world creates the outer world and vice versa. You know. So does everything kind of magically bloom and blossom? And
1: So that just sounds far too ethereal. Probably. I know. <laughs> Probably pretty, But let, let me explain trauma a little bit more on that note so we have a better understanding. So what happens in trauma is things come in through the right brain, which is formless, color, sound, imagination. And it experiences it in its entirety and sends it to the left brain, which is analyzing and making sense of and filing. And if that information is too outrageous, too bizarre, too extreme, the left brain can't handle it, can't manage it. It's overwhelming, sends it back to the right brain. And the right brain, once again, it does what it does, sees it, feels it, experiences it in its entirety, sends it to the left brain to be made sense of, understood and filed. If it's still too overwhelming, that left brain reject it, rejects it, and that cycle has begun. And that cycle keeps looping in your nervous system, trying to process itself. It's like a machine trying to get this thing processed, but it, it just can't. It's just too much. The brain's MO is survival. So once again, it will push that, Unwanted information, that scary under, uh, misunderstanding information out of the way to the subconscious. Is it gone? No, it's still cycling in your nervous system, trying to process itself, stuck or trapped somewhere in your body. So when we do this life, brain process, which is the start of access, now we access the subconscious mind, we can unfreeze that looping. And from that looping, when you unfreeze that, when, and sometimes we'll actually go and take the, you being a psychotherapist, we can actually go with the permission of that child or that part and take them out of the trauma. When you take that part of the trauma, that event is no longer happening. You bring them back into this present moment where it's not happening anymore. So you'll have something. Uh, for example, if you're in a car crash and we had a lady that every time she went by the scene of the car crash, she'd have this total, you know, anxious tremors and she had to go there past twice a day. So when that is no longer there, when that trauma is no longer looping your nervous system, there's nothing to be triggered. Mm-hmm. So she goes by that, that accident and it's, it's just not there. And probably one of the most prominent places this happens is with family. Who pushes your buttons more than family? Nobody.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: you'll, see, you'll, you'll find that you'll be in a family situation. And all of a sudden, you know, it comes to a point where, oh, shouldn't I be upset or yelling at somebody right now? Or shouldn't I be crying? or And it's just not there. And it's so important because all of a sudden you're just present with this. Like, huh. And it there's, has no effect. And that seems very simplistic because it is. But that's how we work. To try and fight with that and change your behavior from the outside, when you still have that screaming, wounded child inside of you, nothing can change. You can try and overcome it and keep it down. It's still there. So this is bringing it to resolution. So you don't have to do that.
0: I like it. I like it. So, folks, you've heard it. (laughs) Do you want to experience it? Because, you know, it's time. Isn't it time that you live the very best life that you can? Isn't it time that you get rid of unwanted behavior and the saboteur and all of those things that, you know, get in the way of you just having a brilliant life? Absolutely. And, you know, if it's just one more thing you have to try, maybe it's the last thing you have to try.
1: The end of seeking.
0: The end of seeking. (laughs) Dane, thank you so much. For, for coming thank on you. today and being my guest it was brilliant thank and you. Uh, you know thank you for creating this program you know you did it for you but you did it for everybody else too so that's that's pretty amazing.
1: Thanks Frankie and and I feel very fortunate and uh, yeah I definitely want to share this and, and uh, we don't have to stay in that treadmill any longer so yeah.
0: Yeah it's it, you know the, the work that you did it, it's not easy and you're right it's not for everybody but for those who are willing to you know do the work it's going to probably do a whole lot for them yeah. we're gonna say goodbye facebook goodbye you can reach I told you how to do that and
1: uh and the book's we'll be, on amazon
0: the book is on amazon and the second book is coming out when yes. do you, next year
1: uh 2021 unleash your genius and that goes into the empowerment aspect this deals with the trauma uh aspect and that one goes into the empowerment into because empowerment. work does not end but it doesn't turn into work it turns into play and great uh, guidance and
0: information. So. Well, you know, from looking at your background there, from somebody who lived in their car and in a construction <laughs> site, <laughs> it, it must crazy. work. It must clearly, it works. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go off Facebook. I'm gonna stop the stream. Goodbye, Facebook people. Thank you. And okay, we're stop that stream. I just.